welcome to Belong Become Besent, Rock's podcast. My name's Noelle Mash, and here with me again this week, we have Dodger Vaughn. Hi, everyone. Noah Mulvaney. Hey, guys. And welcoming back to the podcast, Blaine Smith. Yo, 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 what's up, my bros? Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. there's no better time than that introduction to go ahead and move into the topic for this week's episode. So with Reach Out on Campus, for those of you who don't already know, Reach Out on Campus is a student-led and ran organization. And so I know some of you are probably thinking, then why are Dodger and Noah there if, <laughs> if the students run the thing? We, we, believe, we believe that we exist uh, to help guide and direct the students. But really, the things that Rock is about, the values that we have, the things that we cling to are ultimately a reflection of the students who lead the community. So with that in mind, and you know, bearing in mind the fact that Noel, who is our current student body president, and uh, Blaine is also one of our student leaders are with us today. I thought the topic of leadership, specifically leadership at a faith community, would be a really good topic to discuss. So if you've been listening to our podcast for a while now, you may actually remember some weeks ago, we talked about being a good follower of Christ. And although being a follower of Christ is essential, you know, I mean, to being a good leader in a faith community, we thought we'd kind of switch gears for this one and instead talking about specifically, again, leaders in a faith community. So let's start into this topic today. So each of you that are here on the podcast today have been involved in leadership roles in the rock community. So let me ask you this. How is your role as a leader in a faith community different than leadership roles that you may have filled in other organizations in the past? In the past, I've never been a leader in anything else. This is my first. Or, or present, or like, present. This is my first opportunity, well, prior to, the, to being in, like, well, whatever. I, um, like, I'm a leader at work now, but, like, it's just different. In, in, in this community, like, not only are you facilitating, like, Bible studies, uh, leading people to Christ, doing stuff like that. Like while it's work, it's just like, hey, Blaine, you do this while I do this. Or, hey, this person, like I'll like figuring out how to delegate at work, like to close or open or do this, this, that, and the other. Okay. So let, let me push you a little bit further on that, Blaine. Okay. So you're saying basically both jobs like have some similarities, right? Both positions mm-hmm. have similarities. There's, there's delegation there. There's um, you know, leadership, you know, in terms of directing people or even training people. Mm-hmm. So, what what is then specifically different between those two? Like, what what do you see as being like? Here's the main, or here are some of the main differences. Well, see, one uh, one is going to be, hey, I uh, like one's Jesus focused and one is uh, animal focused. You know what I mean, right. like. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, one of them, I'm focused on pushing people uh, closer to Christ. The other one, I'm focused on, um, sending animals home with people. (laughs) Right. Well, but even in that, you know, you have a team of people that you're leading, right? And you will ultimately want to see them be successful, right? Mm -hmm. In, in that position. And the other one, you're leading people closer to Christ and, and I don't know, I think, you know, and again, I'm trying to put words in your mouth, but kind of the definition of success is different, right? Between the two. Mm-hmm. Is that oh, yeah. fair? 
I, no, I would agree. Like, it's just different. Like, in, in a sense, it's like, it could be the same because like, yeah, in, in all facets of your life, in all aspects of your life, are you, you're supposed to lead people to Christ. But like the main, like, I, I feel like, like, I don't want to say like, not the main objective of my job is, is to lead people to Christ, but it's not, you know what I mean? It's, I feel like different. Yeah, no, no, I understand that. I understand that. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not trying to lead people to Christ through my job, but what I'm saying is, like, right, you're, you're there with a different, I don't want to say mindset, but a different set of goals. It's not, it's not yeah. solely your job to lead people to Christ there at Petland. Like, they expect you to, you know, clock in, clock out, do your work, sweep, clean up, sell puppies, things mm-hmm. like that, you know, but. I guess send what I, what home I, puppies, Dodger. We don't sell puppies. We send sorry, them home. Sorry, <laughs> send home puppies. My bad. But I guess what I was trying to, to get at there is that, you know, even though there's some similarities in the, the things that you do, I, I don't know, is it the motivation different? I wouldn't say for me because on both facets, I'm passionate about, about both things. Like one of the concerns that I had in my brain um, if I wanted to move up in my company would be to um, like, would it be, cause I work on uh, like, I, I get paid to send the puppies home. If I moved up, I wouldn't be, do you know what I mean? So right. I was like my, one of my biggest concerns was going to be, do I have incentive to do this? Would I have a passion to do this? I found out later that I do, but it's right. just like, for me, the focus is I have passion not only to set, uh, send people to Christ, <laughs> but uh, lead people to Christ, but also, you know, like I have passion to work with these people to help, you know, send different animals home. Yeah. So, yeah. I, and I get that. I can appreciate that. There's being passionate about both things. That's, you know, you, you can obviously be passionate about your job, about what you're doing, but we're obviously also passionate about introducing people to Christ. So there's mm-hmm. a commonality there too. So, all right. Oh, good yeah. stuff. So let's, let's switch back to Noel or Noah. What do you all think? How is, how is yeah. serving as a leader in a faith community different than any leadership role that you may have been involved in in the past or even one that you're involved in now? So just piggybacking off the, are the motivations different? I think they definitely are different in different organizations that I was kind of a leader in or whatever there was a common objective and you pretty much do, you had a plan for that objective. You had a plan to succeed. And if things didn't go according to your plan, you didn't succeed. Whereas in a spiritual community, I think there's a lot of different avenues to succeed. And it's a lot more focused on the people in that organization. Whereas in other things in like secular organizations, it's goal driven. Mm -hmm. Um, That's Mm -hmm. what's the, that's, the focus of everything is achieving those goals kind of like no matter what we want to get this rather than focusing on how we're doing things what how it's affecting the people that we're working with so i think there's a very different motivations for those to piggyback off of that and not and skip over noel but i like i I think i can agree with that like well no that's that's what i was trying to trying to lead you to earlier blaine to to discuss is like yeah you can be passionate about both things but but the end goal is different you know at, at, at Petland you're you're leading people you ultimately because like the the measure of success there is based upon sales right how much I mean, you produce yeah right? yeah but like if you think about it like when you're leading somebody to Christ you're selling Jesus to them you know what I mean like I don't know like it all like 
overlaps in my mind. Right. But I'm I'm a very different human being than most people. So <laughs> well, there's no <laughs> argument there on on my part with that. <laughs> All right, Noel, what do you think? I mean, I haven't had a whole lot of past leadership roles, but I was the president of my French club in high school, and um, when I think about that experience, like. I had a great time with that. I loved French and I loved being with my friends and doing different things. But with that experience, it was more like we met every Wednesday and we did something for an hour in the morning and our leadership barely got together on their own. We just kind of had like a model that we went after that they did in past years and our teacher would lead us through it. But it was just like, we had fun. This is what we did. But like with Rock, we all come for a reason and first and foremost, we're just like a family. And so like, we just do what's best for the family. And it's kind of a serious role to be in. And we're, we're an organization, but we're not so much organized in the respect of an organization. It's just like, we want to better ourselves for God. And so being a leader, we're just there to like facilitate that goal. And we just take each day as it comes. And this is we have past things that we've done, but we just do things that we think will better ourselves, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. So I'm going to go off script for a bit. Here. All right. And, and I know you guys love when I do this, but I'm going to throw a curveball at you and ask a question that I didn't prepare you for. So mm -hmm. each of you has kind of in different ways referred to the fact that one of the, I guess, matrices of being a successful leader is having some measured success. So like, you know, Blaine talked about that, you know, like we send home so many puppies, you know, then, then I'm successful as a leader in my job. And, you know, Noel, you know, like you were talking about like different successes with, within the rock community. And you know, Noah actually talked about that as well, you know, about how we, how in our, I guess, secular jobs, you know, we, we might say, well, it's based upon our sales or based upon, you know, the, the number of people who we get to an event or whatever, but really in faith community, the whole measurement of successes is somewhat different. So how do you as a leader measure whether something that you've done is, is effective or successful uh, within a faith community standpoint? I mean, it comes back to like, I think it's the atmosphere that you create. Like as a leader, we're supposed to facilitate atmosphere as like when we facilitate everything else, if it's a positive atmosphere, it's gonna like, it feels successful. But at the same time, like I don't measure success. Like, like I don't think about it that way. But like when you said that is like, like the atmosphere that has been created. I think the grand scheme of rock is that it is positive. Like we all wanna keep coming back. We all love the people we all love um what we're about together as a group of leaders like we've facilitated that successfully yeah. is that what you're asking yeah yeah absolutely <clears throat> i think going off of the um facilitating um, a good atmosphere i think when i think about it i just want to see growth in people i think when i see people coming back and coming to more of our events and then like deepening their relationships with each other because that's what Christian community is all about and building relationships with each other and then building those relationships in God together um, I think that's where I see our biggest growth if you want I guess that's the word yeah 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 I mean that, that is a measure of success you know as a leader are you you know leading people closer to Christ or or not I think like 
the ultimate measure of success for a faith-based community is leading a lot of people to Christ and having them commit their lives to Christ. I think that's really obvious, but that's also that those can be lifelong journeys. Those can be long, long things. Everyone's journey is unique, but I think Noel and Blaine are both right. We want to see people grow. That's obviously success whenever that happens. Um, we just want to be there. We want to be a community where people feel loved and they can feel comfortable enough to strengthen their relationship, to be closer to God. I don't know if it's really measurable. I don't know if you can write it out on a piece of paper, but I think, yeah. I don't know. It's probably one of those questions you, whenever you get up to heaven, it's like, Hey God, when did this happen? When did this happen? Like, that's going to be one of those things. I think. Yeah. I think that's what I meant when I said grow or grading success. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't think you could just like look at it and be like, oh my gosh, look at this. Like our gross profit. You know what I mean? Like you yeah, can't look like at I'm it. 75% closer to Jesus today. Yeah, yeah you <laughs> like, can't look at that. I don't know that. what that happens or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Noah kind of sparked something. I think just like being there for people and being a place where people can be loved and accepted. But I think that also because we're that for them, it opens up doors of comfort where they can mm -hmm. ask questions about right. their faith. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I think, you know, you guys have all kind of zeroed in on some really key things. You know, Blaine, you started talking about the atmosphere and the atmosphere is important. Noel started talking about the whole idea of spiritual growth and, you know, Noah kind of furthered that as well. But I think those things all really do work together and I do want to just be really clear because we've talked about this in rock too, you know, that it's really, it's, it's not any of us who do the life change in somebody yeah. else that comes as a result of the Holy Spirit's work in our lives, not because, Oh, well, you know, Blaine's this really gifted musical artist or, or Dodgers a really gifted speaker or Noah's a great Bible study leader. It's none of those things. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. But what you guys are saying is it's entirely possible to set an environment where people are likely to come into contact with Christ mm -hmm. and, and where they're open to the moving of the Holy Spirit because of the type of community that you've built and because the goals, you know, when we, when we recognize those goals that ultimately we exist because we want to see people come to Christ, we want to see people get to know him and to grow in their faith. And when that becomes our mission and people recognize that, then that's more likely mm -hmm. to happen in that type of an environment than if we're, if as leaders, we're, we're trying to move people to something else. Well, I mean, and we all have to have that mindset too. You know what I mean? Like we have to think that, like we have to all be in the collective mindset together that this is what we're, our end goal is. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, cause technically like, if you want to look at it, like having a, being a leader in a faith community, your end goal is to lead people to Christ. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you think about it, like if we all collectively have that mindset, Hey, we want to help facilitate an environment and help like we need ourselves to be as transparent, as open as we need to be allows us all to, being on the same page. Yeah. Yes. Because if you're not, then, then, then it's just going to fall apart. Yeah. Yeah. If sure. you, if somebody, you know, like I'm not saying this would happen, but if say somebody's end goal is just to glorify themselves, then you're going to have, you're going to be at a disconnect. Yeah. You're going to be ineffective just, as a yeah. leader in a spiritual community. Yes. Yeah. Thank you guys for, for letting me go down that rabbit hole with the off-the-cuff question, but I thought that was a really good discussion. But let's talk about for a second the fact that part of becoming a good leader is learning from the experiences that you've had. So what's a valuable experience that you've had as a leader in the rock community, and what did that experience teach you? 
Um, I've been talking about this a lot recently, but just like learning to take risks, the like scary risk. Like when I first read this question, what first came to mind was my first year in Rock, the leaders were taking on the task of doing discipleship with um, underclassmen. And Renee had approached me and said, hey, do you want to do discipleship with me? And I was like terrified because <laughs> you hear the word discipleship and you're like, well, what does that imply? Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, we talked about it and honestly, like that discipleship, like with rock is just, you get together with somebody and you just basically have a relationship with them and talk about um, whatever you want to talk about. Me and Renee went through, I think it was the book of Ephesians, Romans. I don't remember which one it was, but we went through a book of the Bible together and we just read together and discussed it and we got coffee, but just like learning to take those risks to further your growth. And then like the next year I got together with Kara and um, I think what it just taught me is just to be intentional and just learn to step on in faith for God. My experience, um, I'll talk about like whenever I decided or got asked to be the rock intern a couple of years ago, that was a huge deal for me at the time because I had, I had been an intern for Crossroads and like, that's how I got connected to rock. Um, but whenever Dodger asked me, I was like, that's kind of way out of my comfort zone, like way, way out. Like I have, I have not really comfortable like teaching in front of people or like I had never been a, like a leader in any kind of ministry really. So whenever he asked me that, I was like, I mean, I've, I've talked about the story before. I guess I've never talked about it on the podcast. Like in that moment, I like, I think I definitely heard God say, why not? And I didn't have a good reason. And so I did it. But like, as far as like what I got from that, like that was huge. That was a huge experience for me because I was able to become more confident in my abilities as a leader, just from doing everything we did throughout the semester. Um, you guys know what we do throughout the semester, but just being a part of that and like kind of just jumping head into it. That was really valuable for me just to, I mean, obviously get out, get out of my comfort zone, but so far out of my comfort zone, that was really valuable for me. I just, that's like in general, that's what God's been teaching me over the last year is just how to be a good leader. Because like when I start, I, I think it's when I started out in leadership, I didn't have confidence in the ability to lead people. You know, I'm not going to lie. Like, I thought it was a title and I thought it was really cool for a hot second. But, like, you had faith in me to, because you saw something in me. And, like, just falling and falling short and making the mistakes. Like, there's just been too many to list. Like, making mistakes and learning more about myself has allowed me to just become, like, a better leader. One of the biggest things God's been teaching me is, like, I need to learn how to love people better than I already do. And like, that is going to entail, like the biggest thing with that is going to be listening because like my biggest thing is like when somebody tells me a problem that they have, this is this, 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 and this is the solution to your problem. When ultimately maybe they just need to hear listening or like they, they need somebody to sit there, and listen to them. It's been the biggest thing that God has been teaching me just learning. Well, and one of the things I just want to make an observation that kind of all three of you keyed in on, in that discussion is the fact that you really probably none of us feel like we're totally equipped for leadership in, in the community. And it's funny, and I joke about this, but I'm serious too. You know, like even as the campus minister at rock, there's a lot of times I look at myself and go, all right, God, there has to be somebody better equipped to do this than me. But I think that's just a common, 
I guess, experience with being a leader in a faith community is feeling unworthy, I, I guess, not confident in our skills. And, you know, that the, goes back to that whole idea that God's not calling you because you were the most qualified candidate that mm -hmm. was available, but maybe God's calling you because you're willing to step out in faith and take that risk. And, you know, it goes back to that whole old, say, that old saying that God doesn't always call the qualified, he qualifies the called. And, uh, you know, that, that's definitely, I know that's true in my case. And that mm -hmm. sounds like what you guys were saying there too. But, you know, one of the things that Blaine mentioned is, is learning from the mistakes that you've made as a leader. And so that actually is a, is a perfect segue into the next question. So the reality is, as leaders, even in a faith community, we're bound to make mistakes along the way. But we can actually learn from those as well. So can each of you share about a mistake that you've made along the way and what you've learned and how others can avoid making potentially the same mistake? One for me, I think because we're so involved in each other's lives and we like to share with each other like I've had issues and I, I know other people in the community have had issues with like gossiping because there's a line that you can hit and sometimes you don't even realize you're doing it with gossip and you're sharing about other people and the struggles that they might be going through and maybe you're trying to have a con constructive conversation with somebody about it but it just turns into gossip and that's like one of the biggest mistakes that I've made but I've learned that it's just an awareness skill that I have to work on and make sure that what I'm saying is constructive and that it doesn't become, oh, this is what's going on, blah, 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 you know, that kind of thing. And I mean, to segue off of that, I'm a very open book. Everything, if if it's going through my mind, it's probably coming out of my mouth because like, Amen. I, <laughs> I'm a, well, my problem is I'm a verbal processor. So like, if I'm thinking about something, I'm talking about it. And there have been a few times where like, somebody's told me something and I'm just like mulling it over trying to vent how I'm feeling to like, you know, we'll say Dodger because like Dodger's my confidant. I talk to him about everything. Sorry, man. But people have overheard that aren't, didn't, it didn't involve. And then it, because I said something, it involved them. They decided that they wanted to get involved or they, you know, they weren't, it's not their business. And from like, I've had to learn how to, call Dodger or talk to him not in the midst of the rock house or like in general, like be aware of where I am when I'm saying personal things. As far as mistakes, I think going off of what Noel said, the whole gossiping thing, I think whenever I realize that somebody in the community is making a mistake as a leader in that community, you want to fix that. You want to make sure if somebody has a potential to be hurt, you want to make sure that person doesn't get hurt. So you go after whoever was gossiping and sometimes we don't realize that whoever we're going after is a human and they've made a mistake and they're going to regret it. That it just, it's got to take time for that. And um, I don't give grace to people and I've been given too much grace that I don't deserve by tons of people. And I don't think, and I think as a leader, I haven't given enough grace. And I think we can, there's no limit to the grace that we should be able to give mm -hmm. to people. And I think that's one mistake that I've made that I'm trying to work on. Appreciate you guys being transparent on those issues and, and talking about those. But again, I think the reality is, and you guys can disagree with me, but I believe just from my own experiences that as a leader in faith community, I have definitely learned more 
from my mistakes that I have from any book I've read or any kind of training I received on the job or anything like that. And I just think that's just the nature of, of leadership is you know, we, we learn through experiences and we definitely learn by mistakes. Sometimes mistakes can be a more powerful teacher because we hurt people. We let people down, you know, we cause people to stumble, you know, that, that kind of thing sticks with us. And we, we try to want to avoid those things again in the future. So um, thank you guys for, for sharing about that. Let's uh, transition into the next question then. And these, these two questions, uh, I tell you what, let, let's kind of combine these. And I think you guys can keep both of these in your mind as we, we talk about them. So I'm going to ask you guys two questions. One, what are some challenges to being a leader in a faith community? Okay, that's the first question. And the second is, is kind of the opposite of that. What are some blessings that come along with being a leader in a faith community? I think one of the challenges for me is being vulnerable with members of the community because I think it's natural whenever you are a leader and you have that title, whatever the title might be, you don't want your faults to show because you don't want people to think you're a phony, that you don't want people to think you're a hypocrite. So you don't want to be vulnerable with people um, because you don't want them to see your mistakes and all the crap you've got hidden in the closet. But I think it's obviously extremely important to be vulnerable to members of your community, even if um, you're a leader in that community and they're not. And then I think some of the blessings you get being a leader in a faith community, I think whenever you, like that goes along with it, I think whenever you are vulnerable, that can strengthen the bonds with those people. It can strengthen the connection and you can get closer and you can become accountable with that person. And then um, your relationship just grows from there. And that's, that's really like one of our main values or core values i think in rock is strengthening each other and building that strong those strong bonds in our community yeah i have to agree with mo on the vulnerability thing i struggle with that too um but another challenge that i have is we already talked about this but not feeling like you're capable mm. and not feeling worthy of being called a leader in a in a faith community but also struggling with that and wanting to do your best at the same time, um, especially when it's, at least in our case, in a college setting, when you're super busy um, and you have to manage your time well and maintain your priorities, it's, that's a big struggle is just like one, doing your best in your, like rock is one of my biggest priorities, but also maintaining good grades in school and that kind of thing. And then some blessings that come from it is just getting to see others' lives change and getting to see their story in our community because as we learned last night, especially with like our um, senior talks, everybody's story is different um, in our community and getting to be a part of that and getting to see people grow and being mentors to new students, but also having um, mentors yourself in it. Building off of that, like the biggest blessing to me is just like seeing the, like I went was scrolling through my phone the other day and like Snapchat has Snapchat memories and it brought up just memories of a couple years ago, last year, even like earlier this year, just seeing like the memories I've made with these people who are my best friends. You know what I mean? Like these people love me like no one else has. They, they've been there for me like no one else has. And it's just amazing to see, like to be able to facilitate things like the other night. Um, well, the other night being two months ago now. <laughs> um, but 
we were another member in the community of justice. He built, uh, he made himself a video or a board game and myself, James and justice, like we play tested that. And it's just fun to see like those nights after crosswalk where, you know, we play a board game, all 12 of us up there together. Or it's like in the little talks, like for instance, James and I have sat up there just having good talks about life. Like it, th those are the biggest blessings being able to facilitate those things, being able to, um, just be present. Uh, my biggest challenge is, uh, <laughs> I, again, anything that comes through my brain comes out my mouth, w watching what I say, um, yeah. monitoring, like I got to keep in mind where I am. And I mean, like, I'm not saying that I go out and say dumb things like per like purposefully bad thing. I just don't have a filter. And like, if something makes me mad, I, Say it. If something's dumb, I'll say it. Last night. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say last night? No, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I remember now. I remember now. But you know what I'm saying? Like, if yeah. if I think if I think something's a certain way, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say my opinion. And like, I need to not as much. Like, I need to watch people's feelings. I need to remember. Like, I am a leader, and like, people take merit and depth in what I say. Yeah. And so, if I say something like. Oh Noel, you're stupid. Stop doing what you're doing. Maybe I could think it. Maybe I, I can actually from you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe I can rephrase it. Hey Noel, this is probably not the best way to do things. Right. Thank you. Take right. the idiot out. <laughs> I'm just awesome. Kidding. And I tell you what, I'm gonna chime in. I know, like, I'm usually the guy asking the questions, but I just wanted to share something because uh, you know I was actually just in the car with my wife before we started this podcast and. And we were driving down the road and she was asking me how things went last night. And I was telling her about Gianna and Noel's senior talks. And it struck me, I think one of the greatest blessings for me for, of being a leader in a faith community is to be a small part of somebody's faith story, even if mm. it's just a footnote mm. in that. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, to have that, hey, you know, this person was a part of my walk with Christ, even if it was just for a small period of their life. I just think that's such a cool place to be, you know, that, that we have that opportunity, you know, that, that God allows our paths to cross, our stories to combine, and we get to be, you know, even if it's just a footnote in that chapter, that person's story, but we were still there, still, a, you know, a part of that. So, yeah. Way to make me want to cry again. <laughs> Whatever. I, I held it together last night during your, your talk, and then I was talking about it on the way here in the car and I got choked up. Brooke's like, are you crying? I'm like, no, it's my allergies. <laughs> oh, man. So, all right. So we're going to move on to our last question of the podcast. And it's this. Ultimately, being a good follower of Christ is vital to being an effective faith community leader. So how have you seen this truth applied in your own life? So how has being a good follower of Christ made you a better leader in the faith community? Well, when I'm not doing well, people don't take me seriously. So that's, that's kind of, that's kind of how it be. Sure. Well, I mean, there, and there's, you know, there's a lot of truth behind that. Not just you to, to anybody, no. right? Like yeah. spiritually, if we're struggling, you know, people are going to struggle you know, to, to see us as legitimate, Mm -hmm. You know, and we all struggle. I'm not taking anything away from no, that. No, 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 no. You don't have to be perfect to be a leader. That's what we've been talking about this whole time. But, you know, if we can't, you know, focus on Christ and, and you make him our number one priority, if he slides down to three, four, or five down the list, or even two, 
then people are going to struggle yeah. you know to see us as legitimate leaders no so in the times that i've been struggling with my faith like it, it's not like it's it's not more it's more of like not a struggle it's more of a i need to you know it's what most christians struggle with i need to spend more time in the word i need to spend more time praying i need to spend doing this but in the times that i'm not plugged in in the times that i'm you know doing like regressing or being stagnant as Gianna was saying last night you are like you're less effective and people don't take you as seriously as you know they could have when if you were you know more plugged in um when i read this i wrote down it's easiest to lead others in the direction of christ when you aren't being hypocritical so like when i know that i'm doing bad or i'm being hypocritical and i'm giving somebody a, an advice and i'm not even taking my own advice like it's just I mean, I feel bad about it and I should not feel bad about it and I shouldn't be hypocritical. Um, so when I'm doing well and I'm helping to lead others and doing the things that I'm saying, I'm a better leader. I think it's like the little things, like whenever I'm in the word um, and I'm praying and like my relationship with Christ is going really well, I think I see Christ in people a lot more. I see like whenever somebody's doing really well or I see where um, somebody's struggling, I need to go come alongside them. I think it helps you see people more clearly rather than um, whenever, like Blaine was talking, whenever you're not doing so well, um, we kind of focus inwardly instead of focus, focusing outwardly on those around us. One of the things that we talk about actually in leadership training at Rock is the simple fact that we can never lead anybody deeper in a relationship with Christ then we're willing to go or are currently, you know, going ourselves. Right. It's just impossible. You can't push people further ahead in their relationship with Christ that when we're not even trudging forward ourselves, you know, it just, it makes sense. <laughs> so with all that being said, it was again, really good conversation. I love the podcast for this reason. Like even if we didn't record it, I would love just sitting here and talking <laughs> about these topics with you guys, because each week, somebody brings up something that I haven't thought about or a new way of looking at things or just something that's super insightful. And so even if it was only me that ever listened to the podcast, you know, I would be totally okay with that. So, but with that being said, ultimately we always draw our source of strength and, and truth and knowledge from scripture. So we're going to read through some scriptures that we believe are related to this topic at hand of being a good leader in a faith community. And so we're going to start with 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, which is Noel. That says, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. That is short, sweet, and to the point, but it really speaks truth into, especially us as leaders of a faith community, that we need to be imitators of Christ because that's ultimately the direction that we want to go in is to be more like Christ every day and to teach others to be that way. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, just to kind of, I guess add on to what you were saying, Noel. You know, I was thinking back to my own adolescence. And, you know, when you grow up in the church specifically, you grow up and, you know, you might know a little bit about the Bible, a little bit about scripture. You're educated in that, you know, as you grow up. But I think to me, one of the most powerful examples or, or teachers of about like what it looks like to follow Christ or what it looks like to, to be like Christ were the people in my life that you know, that God placed there for that reason. So like my youth minister. So, you know, so when I think about that passage of scripture, follow me as I follow Christ, so much of who I am as a leader in a faith community now is based upon 
my observations of what my youth minister did during his tenure at our church. And so you know, even before we can maybe even fully comprehend of what would Jesus do or, or how would Jesus respond here, we're watching people you know, who are trying to follow after him and, and the things that they do and their actions and how they reflect the character of Christ. So yeah, I, I, absolutely. I love that passage of scripture. I think also um, one of the biggest things that I've gotten out of faith community, especially rock is just that mentorship is it's so important to have somebody that you are looking to who is an imitator of Christ so that you can be a better imitator of Christ as well. Second passage of scripture is Matthew 20 and verses 25 through 28. And that's going to be Blaine. And it says, but Jesus called them to him and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord over them and their great ones exercise authority over them. I shall not be, uh, I shall not be so among you, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be your slave. Even as the son of man came not to be served, but to be, uh, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And like, I see that two different ways. Like one, it says like, be a, be a servant leader. So like be, be serving, uh, be serving the people that you serve. But like, as I was reading that, another thing came to me and it was like, don't just Lord over people as to be an effective leader. You have to come alongside people. Like say I'm at work and in there's, there's two different ways I can handle this one. Hey, you, I'm not going to use names, but Hey, you go uh, sweep and mop or Hey, I'll sweep if you mop. Like it's too, it's, it's like, you have to come alongside and be able to be like transparent or like, you can't like Lord over people is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you can't use your power. You can't use your authority to just be like, Hey, do this, 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 and this, because that makes people mad. And that makes people not want to like, not only like want to follow you, but like not want to follow the, what the reason that you're leading in the first place. Yeah. And I think, you know, what Jesus is teaching here and, and you're, you, you kind of hit on this too you know, is that we haven't been put in these positions as leaders in a faith community to receive prestige or honor or power or anything like that. Ultimately, that's all, you know, God's domain, not ours. But we've been put in these positions to to serve, not to, to you know, lord over the people that we've been entrusted with. You know, we talked about stewardship a couple of weeks ago. One of the things as leaders of the faith community, we've been given stewardship over a group of people Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're there to serve, lead and guide them not to be served and, you know, not to lord our uh, authority over them, you know, but, but to guide them lovingly. So, mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of the verses that I mentioned last night in Philippians that I'm going to paraphrase, but like that Jesus came as the son of God, but he came as a human just like us. Mm -hmm. And we shouldn't want to lord over others because like even Jesus brought himself to our level and even died on a cross. So last passage of scripture is Exodus 18 verses 18 through 23. And Noah, how's that? All right. It says you and the people with you will certainly wear yourselves out for the thing is too heavy for you. You are not able to do it alone. Now obey my voice. I will give you advice and God be with you. You shall represent the people before God and bring their cases to God. You shall warn them about the statutes and the laws and make them know the way in which they must walk and what they must do. Moreover, look for able men from all the people, men who fear God, who are trustworthy and hate a bribe, 
and place such men over the people as chiefs of the thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, and of tens, and let them judge the people at all times. Every great matter they shall bring to you, but any small matter they shall decide themselves. So it will be easier so it will be easier for you, and they will bear the burden with you. If you do this, God will direct you. You will be able to endure, and all this people will also will go to their place in peace. Um, I think that that's saying a couple things. One, I think it's kind of laying out how difficult it is to be a leader and how much of a challenge it is and how important it is. How important it is to do these things to get good leaders to lead people. And then it's also, I think it's encouraging. I think Moses is getting encouragement here from his father-in-law. I think by being told how important of a task it is, it's also um, he's also being told how cool it is whenever it works out, like how good things are going to be whenever it works out and how if he does endure, God's going to be with him. God's going to be with him always, but he's going to be there at the end for him too. Um, so I think that's what that's saying. Yeah, I think that's one of the things I liked about that passage is, is how practical it was. <laughs> Moses, you can't do it all. I know you <laughs> think you can, but you can't. You, you know, we, we need other people. And you know that's the reason that Rock, we have a leadership team. It's not just one person. It's mm-hmm. not you know just Noah or I or Noel. You know that there's a whole team of people, and it's not you know obviously a part of it's the practicality of splitting up big tasks because we can't do it all on our own. But also part of it is scriptural. Everybody has different gifts spiritually speaking. We have different spiritual gifts, and none of us have all of them. But together we do, and and so that's why leadership training. That's one of the one big things we go over is the spiritual gifts. Not only do we look at like what gift we have, we have to share that with the other people on the team so they recognize that gift too. And so if I come to a situation where I know, hey, I'm not, this is not my gifting, but you know what? It's Noel's or it's Noah's or it's Blaine's, then I can kind of lean in on them in those times and let them shine through those gifts that God's given. So yeah, great, great stuff. Great conversation today. So as always, we want to close this up with a time of prayer. So, Noel, do you want to talk us through some of the prayer requests that we have for this week? Yeah. So, Blaine mentioned that he's um, had some trouble with his anxiety and would like prayer for that. Students um, at the close of the semester, and we have finals next week, um, and we also mentioned praying for our seniors and also for seniors in high school and different things. Just there's a lot going on with finishing up degrees and finishing up high school and different emotions and things that we want to pray about. Also, the coronavirus situation, we've talked about that a lot, just everything that goes along with that, illness and emotional states and jobs and just different things of that nature. And then prayers for our community, especially um, of Rock and the people will stay connected over the summer. And we're also going to have a, a final midweek service next week that we're hoping for good attendance from, but we're not sure about it because it is finals week and things like that. So if anybody who listens to this podcast, if you have any um, prayer requests, you can always send them to reachohio at gmail.com and we will put those into our list and be praying for you. And also if you have any suggestions for things that we can talk about on the podcast, you can also send them there. So I'm going to pray us out. Dear God, thank you for just another day that we can come and have good, good discussion about the things that you have going on in our lives and that we can share with each other and be vulnerable and that I can just be here with my friends. Thank you for another beautiful day. Um, Even though it's raining, it's still such a nice day. And 
thank you for allowing me and other people to be at home with their families and trying to stay safe from this coronavirus. Please be with that situation that everybody can stay healthy and that everybody can think positively through all of this and that if they need help, that they can reach out and they can look to you for guidance and direction. Please also be with students right now as um, we finish up our semester and our school year and different things um, that we can finish strong and that we can just think of what's going on more as a blessing in different ways than, <laughs> I don't know what other word to use than curse, but that we can just go through our time at the close of the semester in a good light. Please also be with our community as the summer comes that we can stay connected and that we can still be looking to you and be able to grow in our relationships with each other and grow and just different things of that nature and keep loving on each other. And also please be with Blaine as he has um, trouble with his anxiety that he can continue to look to you and that he can share with others um, things that are going on in his life that ultimately it's you that he needs to look to and just um, to be able to get through this because we we have things like this, but we can get through them. Thank you for being you, and thank you for the conversations that we've been able to have today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Well, again, we want to thank you all for um, that are listening for joining us this week again. Hopefully, this has been an enlightening time for you. Hopefully, you've been encouraged by some of the things that we've said. You know, it's particularly, I was thinking about you know, I know we have a lot of high schoolers that tune in and listen to us, um, particularly ones we've worked with in the past. And you know, I Levi. <laughs> but I, I hope this has been encouraging for them because I remember, you know, being a high schooler and thinking that there wasn't anything about me that was worthy of following and, and being a leader. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just, mm-hmm. I hope that they heard that, you know, that, that, that ultimately like God is the one that qualifies us that, you know, none of us ever feel like we're really up to the task, but it is absolutely essential that we, we step up and you know, step out on faith to do those scary things like you guys have been talking about. So, so thanks for all, all the people who have tuned in to listen. Thank you guys for, for joining us and, and sharing your perspective on leadership. And also just on a personal note, thank you guys for being leaders in this community that we all love and care so much about. It's an honor, man. To be honest. Our minister. Oh, Thank you. Well, listen, we're going to sign off and say goodbye, but it's good to be with you guys this week, and hopefully we'll join you again next week. See y'all. Bye. Bye. Good one.